podcast unplugged yeah <laughs> i don't know what to say it's not our I, regular show so <laughs> i feel like i really do feel like can you do like one of those like echo thi- like i can't you like like unplugged don't plug, don't plug i can do that that's what we should I'll do. do it i'll do it unplug unplug all right i'll do it right there <laughs> you wait you'll hear it <laughs> so what's going on uh, not much, not much, not much going on. We've got a, a just a, today's going to be just a short episode. Um, we're dropping a, a, a quick chat we did with Ford Riley, who is uh, the executive producer of the Lion Guard, the new Lion Guard series that's coming to Disney Channel. Mm-hmm. And uh, and uh, so it's just Justin and I, we're going to just uh, chat about a couple things leading up to that. And then uh, we're going to be back later this week with another uh, full episode awesome and me and jamie both got to our jamie and i i should be grammatically correct yes you um got a chance had a chance to preview the lion guard and we're not going to really talk about that a lot because we interview him and i think my kids liked it i think it, it was pretty cool it was a good show yeah we watched um i sat down with the kids and we watched the first two which is the uh the premiere movie that already aired and uh before we talked to Atticus schaefer because we had right. him on the show and uh and then i got the next two episodes and um yeah it's good it's it's um if you like i think we said this before you know if you like the lion king you're gonna like this it's it's sort of it brings in just enough of the uh the old movie and mm-hmm. characters that we know to sort of be familiar but then it sort of branches out and it shows a bunch of younger animals sort of doing their own thing and i think that's what a lot of the kids are going to latch on to because right it's, they, they form their own club, basically, to just go out and have adventures. And mm-hmm. I think that's going to be really cool for a lot of kids. Yeah, and I think it's a great Disney Junior show. And it, it is a Disney Junior show, so that's what you got to remember when you watch it. And But that doesn't mean it's not it's not normally with Disney Junior. Not normally, but in the past, they put out stuff and super like low level. I don't know if you know what I mean. It's almost like you're watching it and it's well, raining. You know well, I mean, there, there's a difference. They do, like, Disney Junior really does target the preschool. It's true. Ki- kindergarten crowd. Uh, it's true. So, I, I guess I shouldn't review it from a 30-year-old Yeah, so, like, a lot of those shows, they're not looking to get you as a viewer, you know? They're looking... They should be. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so Disney Junior is for preschoolers and for, you know, younger kids. Right, um, right. So the, the themes are simpler and, the you know, the messages are about kindness and friendship mm-hmm. and things like that. You know, I mean, if you're going to compare this to something that's on, like, Disney XD, if you're going to compare it to right. like rebels or, Phineas or and Ferb. something that's yeah. you know a little bit more mature you know like looking right. for older kids or you know like with rebels looking for basically anybody mm-hmm. um i don't really think that's entirely fair because it's looking for a different audience you're right i stand corrected you are absolutely right of and <laughs> of course you are you're always right <laughs> and this show is you know for for that age group I, I think it's a great show my son i know isaac will really really like it he's a big yeah. lion king fan so anyway you're gonna get to see it it's it's gonna be out if it, it i think it was out on the 15th that started first yeah episode. the fir- the yeah the season the first season is already premiered it's already airing so perfect check so, your local listings keeping with the disney theme we're gonna talk a little bit about hollywood studios and yeah. I here's what I'm going to say, first of all. Is there a reason, if you're going to the parks, that you would have any reason to visit? Would you pay the money to go to Hollywood Studios at this point? Well, here's the thing. They keep closing. 
everything. Uh, so let's back up. The reason we're talking about this now is because it was just announced that the, and I can't even get the, I should have looked this up. I can't get the actual name right. The the lights, camera, action, cars, stunt, spectacular, mm-hmm. exhilarama, super duper fun show, whatever it's called, right, is closing. Now, that was never a fan favorite. So I don't think there is, I mean, I don't think there are a whole lot of shed tears over no. that. Um, you know, little kids liked it, but it was not really the greatest attraction that they had. They also announced that because of their building the Star Wars land in that corner of the park, that the, the what they call the Earful Tower, which is that water tower with yeah. the Mickey ears on it, which was the, lo- the symbol of the park for many, many years when it was Disney MGM. And then they built the hat, and then the hat became the symbol for, what, 10 years or something. Yep. The hat just came down, so it was back to the Earful Tower. And so now the Earful Tower is coming down. I don't know if they're moving it to a different part of the park or if it's just coming down. Um, but it seems like a week cannot go by without news of another attraction mm-hmm. closing or something. You know, that park is turning into a ghost town. Right. So w- is there a reason to visit? Well, Star Tours is still there. So <laughs> if you have a Star Wars fan until Star Wars Land opens. Right. It's got, you've got Star Tours and you've got the, the Jedi Training Academy. Right. Which is, now a new name but that that thing for the kids um the tower of terror is still there mm-hmm. in terms of attraction i mean the the aerosmith rocket disney junior live on stage would be there if you have little like little smaller little, kids yeah but i mean if you're if you're if yeah. you're i mean in terms of like e-tickets you know right, right. you've got the rock yeah. and roller coaster the tower of terror and star tours um and that's really it is it worth going? Well, if you're a fan of any of those attractions, yes. But it, at the same price that it has been for before, mm-hmm. and it's the same price as all the other parks, I would say no way. Right. I don't see how they can how they can get by with charging the same what ninety eight dollars or whatever yeah. it is for one day ticket that you would pay to walk into the Magic Kingdom or Epcot or Animal Kingdom. Mm-hmm. You know, well, and they just keep closing things, and they're not. I mean, they brought in the launch bay, the Star right. Wars launch bay, but from what I've seen. That's just a character meet and greet, mm-hmm. and, and like a small museum exhibit with some props and costumes. Right. It's not you're not going to get your ninety eight dollars worth right there. No, and it might be if you, if you if you're putting the hopper option on your ticket, it pro, it might be worth to go over for the three. But sure. I know when we travel there, we don't we don't actually ever do the hopper option. Yeah, we just, neither do we. We just don't have a the way we travel. We're only there short enough to do one park a day. Yeah, and, and with little kids, it's harder to do a park hopper because. Right. Just the time to get between the parks and, you know, the kids move at a different pace than adults do. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they might want to do something two or three times. And then the next thing you know is you're at the park all day. So it doesn't, for us at least, it's never made sense to do the park hopper. No. But if you have the park hopper, sure, it makes sense. You can just, you know, if you're at Epcot, you can then, you know, walk out that right. back gate, take the boat over to MGM and yep. maybe see like the fireworks at night, the Star Wars fireworks at night or whatever, mm-hmm. and then ride something. But... I can't imagine a family going down there to do like three or four days or just buying like right. one day tickets. Why you would ever go well, into? And here's the problem: we are Disney, like we're we're big Disney fans, fanatics even, and so we know this stuff. But I can't imagine the average person that goes 
And just yeah. by the questions I get asked, I realize they don't know a lot about the parks. They, they really don't know don't. what's closed. They don't know I mean, what's going on. They don't like some people still think there's paper fast passes. That's the knowledge level that we're at with yeah. reg- with average people. They just do. It's just the way it is. They don't pay attention like we do. So I can't imagine they get there, they pay the money, they don't know, and then they mm-hmm. get in and it's like, what? Like, yeah. what did I pay for? <laughs> yeah, there's five attractions that are open. And, you know, I mean, I you probably could count the number of genuine attractions at Hollywood Studios on mm-hmm. one hand and then only need a second hand for other things that are there that you may not go to, like the Disney Junior. Right. You know, or, um, gosh, I don't even know what, I mean... It, I'm trying to think of the other end of the park because there's Star Tours. It's been I didn't, so I, Muppet is Muppet Vision 3D or 4D, whatever it is. Still Muppets, open? I think, is still there for now. Indiana Jones, did that Indiana close? Jones. There was rumors that it was closing. I don't know if that was confirmed. Right. I think that it has been confirmed. Okay, but I'm not sure. Um, but behind Muppets was the Streets of America, and that whole area is getting mm-hmm. shut down. Yep, it's a ghost town. It is. There's, I mean, is there's that main street from the gate up to the the Chinese theater, and then there's the other street that goes down to uh, Tower of Terror, and that's yeah. pretty much it at this point. Wow. Now, well, I mean, in a few years, when everything it's, opens, it's, it's going to be, be awesome. It's going to be awesome. Yeah. But at the rate they build, just take a look at Animal Kingdom and the Avatar Land. Yep. You know, the rate they build, it's it's going to be several years because mm-hmm. they haven't even broken ground yet. I. I feel like Avatar Land has taken like 15 years. Is that just me? <laughs> I feel like it's, it's been a long time. It, it, Disney takes a long time to build. Unless they're building Shanghai China, Shanghai Disneyland, in which case it's like phenomenally fast. Because that's right. going to open June 16th. I don't yep. know if you've heard. Wow. June 16th is the opening day for Shanghai. And you, know, you look at pictures of it and you think, there's no way that can open yeah. in, in five months. Mm-hmm. You know, but uh, there we are. Wow. Yeah. I don't, I don't even know. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, like, I, I mean, once it's open, it's going to be fantastic. But for now, if you're listening to this and you're a casual Disney fan, do some research before you go. Mm-hmm. Don't, like, my advice is don't waste the money. Don't, I don't even want to say waste, but I guess it would be a waste. Don't waste the money. Don't go to Hollywood Studios unless you have to go yeah, on if Tower you've only got If you've only got single-day tickets, I yeah. wouldn't waste a whole day. And you know what? Some people, Disney means going on Tower of Terror. And if that's you, that's fine. Yeah. But for me, that's not. <laughs> that's not. So. Yeah. I mean, Tower of Terror and Star Tours. And that's. Yeah. You're going to ride those two. And then it's going to be lunchtime. And you're not going to know what else yeah. to do with the rest of your day. So, uh, <laughs> want to go see some animals? <laughs> I mean, there's other stuff to do. That we, maybe we're not being fair. You know, like my family, like they like the shows. My yeah. mo- my wife and my daughter like the shows. So that Beauty and the Beast show, they like to mm-hmm. see. Um, you know, phantasmic I, people really like to the phantasmic at night. Yeah, that's really nice. But I mean, there's the Little Mermaid thing, which yeah. you know, take it or leave it. Yeah, because but they, again, my wife and my daughter like it because it's it's like a show. You know, it's yeah. got more people singing on stage. So, oh, I just wish they would bring back the Captain Jack Sparrow one. No, you don't. No, I don't. <laughs> the, I don't know. If, did I tell that story before? That was like probably. <clears throat> Excuse me. The week that we went, we didn't know what it was. We were there, and there was this line. It was like Jack Sparrow. So we were like, "Oh, cool! What is this? A new, a new thing? We've never seen it before." Yeah. We, I, you're not, you're gonna, you're gonna hit me when you hear. I stood in line for an hour and a half to get into it. Oh my it. god! Because it was busy. And well, clearly, we, you weren't the only one waiting in line. No, we were not. And we got <laughs> into it, 
and they did their thing, and it's like a you stand in a room, and it's basically yeah, and you like just a stare at a boat with thing. some lights and shadows. And it happened, and then they were going to move us along, and I thought we were going to like this was like the pre. It thing. feels like a pre-show, doesn't it? Yeah, <laughs> and you get out, and I was like, that was it. Yeah, I, I just stood an hour and a half to stand in a room. <laughs> yeah, I thought exactly the same thing. We were watching it because I had no idea what to expect. Right. I think when we went and we saw that it was the first time we had been there in years and years so we went i had no idea what it was and i was like oh, let's just go check this out because i think it had a short line and we're wa- looking at it and it felt like a pre-show and not only were we like incredibly <laughs> underwhelmed there was you know like they put you in the room and everybody just kind of stands around yeah there's no seats you just stood around in a crowd staring at the boat some kid behind us in the crowd puked all over the floor <laughs> in the middle of the thing. So it's like now we're watching these weird light show with shadows and Johnny Depp's voice smelling yak at the same time. Oh, and then no. they open up the door and they shuttle you out. And we're like, oh, okay, now we're going to go out to the attraction. I thought it was like a dark ride or something. Right, yeah. No, you just they nope. push you outside. Back out onto the street. Yeah. <laughs> So no, yeah, do not miss that one at all. <laughs> Is that even still there? I don't think it's no, there No, it's anymore. not there. They turned that space into a uh, a, a rest center. Okay. They put some metal benches in there, and and uh, you can get out of the heat. That's probably the, the, the rest center probably is more fun than the Jack Sparrow. Yeah. <laughs> it's probably more popular too. <laughs> but you know what? Don't take our our whining as us not liking it. We <laughs> Disney is awesome and. There's a lot of things I do like, but I like to pick apart the things I don't. I don't know. It's, it's like yeah, a th- it's, it's a fun, weird thing that yeah. geeks like it's to just, do. It's all too. We're not entirely being fair because it's 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 all too easy to pick on Hollywood yes. studios at this point. Yes. Um, and it's going to be a few years before they get everything together, but because they're building so much. But um, but I just have... wish that they would put something else in to replace mm-hmm. everything that they're taking out. Yep. That launch bay does not seem to be a sufficient placeholder for everything that they've closed. Even lower the price a little bit for people. Yeah. Like, whatever. You know, they offer. get so much goodwill if they said, you know what? For now, because you know we're we're, we're in such a trans- period of transition, mm-hmm. sixty bucks or right. fifty bucks. Right. And I think people would go, and even if they didn't, they would get a lot of goodwill for being exactly know, that's admirable because you you recognize that you've taken so much out. And the thing is, if they don't have to. They probably if they still get the same numbers, then yeah. They probably yeah. don't have to. Yeah, I mean, what a, another thing they could decision, do is they right? they could it start a new um, a new rule. Like no matter what kind of ticket you get, it comes with a park hopper to to Hollywood Studios. Right. Yeah, that'd you know be great I mean? too. Yeah. So if you buy a one day ticket and you decide to go to Magic Kingdom, mm-hmm. you can park hop to Hollywood Studios for free. Now you should be working in the head office. Shouldn't I? Yep. Yeah, the you can join the new uh, the new team at Disney Imagineering, whatever that's about. <laughs> they you know they had a shakeup over there. They should they should bring me in. Except I don't think Imagineering handles ticket prices and no, market. But we can pretend they do. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so maybe we'll uh, go to the interview. I don't know. <laughs> Might <laughs> as well. Let's do it. All right. Now now that we've tore apart Hollywood Studios. <laughs> Yeah, it's about that time. So let's uh, let's take a listen in. We talk with Ford Riley about the Lion Guard. Uh, he's the executive producer, and uh, it's it's a pretty great conversation. So enjoy. Talking a little bit about the Lion Guard, um, and I'm just yes. one. I'm wondering with 
the original film and two sequels out there and the previous animated show, which I know you also worked on. And that was on for, I right. think, three seasons. I'm wondering how the Lion Guard sort of fits into this entire, like the big, quote unquote, Lion, Lion King picture. Okay. Well, uh, in, in terms of the, the big Lion King picture, uh, we're staying truer to uh, the original film and the, uh, the sequel, Lion King 2, Simba's Pride. Um, Lion King one and a half or Lion King three, uh, the, the third, uh, video right. was sort of, uh, Rosencrantz and Guildenstern are dead. It's, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Timon and Pumbaa's, uh, point of view. And then the Timon and Pumbaa TV series takes place pretty much outside of the world of, uh, the Lion King. Uh, the, the Lion Guard kind of slots in between the first and second acts of Lion King to Simba's pride, where, uh, we've, uh, already established, uh, Kiara the daughter of uh, Simba and Nala, and she's going to grow up to be queen. And now we're introducing Kion, the second born. He's the son of uh, Simba and Nala, Kiara's younger brother. And his role in the Pride Lands is to uh, lead the Lion Guard. And they're the team that's charged with uh, defending the Pride Lands and protecting the circle of life. Um, This may kind of sound like a silly question, but is there such a thing? I mean, when you talk about something like Star Wars or or Star Trek, people get, you know, fans especially, they get very, very much into um, what's canon, what's not canon, like what's a, what's officially sanctioned part of the story. I mean, do you have those kind of troubles when you think about The Lion King because so much has come before? Do you worry about, you know, can we write something that conflicts with something that was already in, in one of the films or do you not so much worry about any of that? Well, that's something that was actually really taken into consideration when we were first developing the series. Um, You know, because there's, you know, those uh, three other films in the TV series and, you know, we don't want to, it's so beloved, the property is so beloved all over the world that we don't want to, you know, throw stuff out. Um, At the same time, you know, even with Star Wars, you talked about the expanded universe Mm -hmm. and, you know, the uh, Mara Jade is no longer Luke Skywalker's wife, if I can geek out for a second. Excellent. Um, I love that you you know know that. So, so, uh, you know, it's uh, we're we're, uh, have sort of in our own uh, smaller uh, fashion. You know, the, uh, the the Timon and Pumbaa TV series is sort of the expanded universe. And, you know, we're not going to worry so much about uh, that, uh, staying true to that. We are trying to stay true definitely to the original film and to uh, the sequel, obviously, where uh, Kiara was introduced. And uh, as you may have read, we're going to be uh, visiting some of the other characters from Lion King 2 later on yeah. in the Lion Guard series. So uh, the the answer is a qualified yes. We are uh, trying to, you know, uh, stay within a a certain canon. Um, And obviously, you know, with the look of the show, we're trying to, you know, stay true to the uh, original Mm -hmm. designs as well. Yeah. I I just kind of love the idea that there's a Lion King expanded universe with the the, uh, earlier (laughs) show. I just love that. (laughs) Um, the, ca- the, the cast of uh, Lion Guard is pretty impressive, though. I mean, aside from the, the, the new characters, you've got Rob Lowe, Gabrielle Union, Ernie Sabella is back, even James Earl Jones is back. Um, and I'm wondering, as the series progresses, at least in, in the, this first season, will there be any other familiar voices? Uh, yes, uh, we do have people returning from Lion King 2, um, and, uh, God, 
uh, and you've caught me off Uh-oh. guard because I, I, I don't. It, we've got um, uh, coming back uh, Kovu, Nuka, and Vitani. Uh, Kovu is Jason Marsden, Nuka is Andy Dick, and Vitani is uh, Lacey uh, Shaber. I yeah. think is how I pronounce her last name. Um, so we've got all three of those people coming back in a later episode to reprise their roles from uh, Lion King 2. Um, and uh, so. Yeah, you know, we're we're uh doing our best. Excellent. Um the show I've I've seen four episodes now, I think. Um and it it feels like it's carefully towing the line, and I'm sure this is by design, but it's carefully towing the line between the characters and settings that we already know and establishing this whole new cast and brand new places that they're going to. And I'm wondering how much responsibility you feel to those characters since the franchise is essentially getting revitalized after what, 20 years or something. Right. Yeah. Well, just going into it, you know, I knew that there's so much love for the Lion King, you know, and that world, you know, it's like, okay, well, we've got to, we've got to stay true to the fans. We we don't want to like, you know, alienate or, you know, get everybody all up in arms. I mean, you know, inevitably with, uh, you know, whenever you're expanding on uh, beloved property, it's uh, it, it's you know you're not mm-hmm. going to please everybody all the time. But um, you know, we really wanted to stay true to the spirit of the original films, um, you know, the original characters, and uh, uh, so yeah, definitely a lot of responsibility uh, there. Um, at the same time, you know, the, the show, it's it's a, a new cast and we're focusing on these new characters and their adventures. And, you know, the beloved classic characters are sort of in there and, and uh, it's it's flavoring. Um, we're, you know, not focusing on any of them, but we're not ignoring them either, which right. there's something wonderful about animation. I mean, you know, uh, Rafiki hasn't aged a day. Um, <laughs> He's looking pretty good. <laughs> after, after 20 years, right. So... <laughs> It's, uh, you know, it, it's really a wonderful thing that, you know, we're able to do that. Yeah. One of the things that caught me a little bit off guard and was a little bit surprising was that every episode, at least among the ones that I've seen, has a song. And is that something that's going to be in every episode? Will there be a new song each time? The, there's a song in every episode, and it's something that, uh, you know, we, we talked about a lot. And it, it seemed to us that, uh, you know, if, if you're going to do... Uh, a Lion King based series, you know, uh, so much of uh, what's loved about the original Lion King is the music and Mm -hmm. the the songs. So yeah, we're, we're, we're fitting a a song, sometimes two songs in every episode, um, but we're not uh, dictating the stories in that, you know, it, you know, we've got to drop in a, you know, big song number here. Um, you know, we obviously probably the ones you've seen so far have had song numbers um, that are expanded. Sometimes we just do a couple small songs here and there. Um, yeah. You know, we we really we're trying to tell great stories and you know uh, character-based stories, and uh, obviously we're we're focusing on music and and songs as well. But uh, you know, we we want it to be to feel like a, a cohesive uh, adventure. Uh, not like a, a formula. Yeah, no, it, it, it's absolutely um, it's felt natural, I guess I, I should say, is uh, the way that Good. the songs have dropped in. It hasn't felt like they've been shoehorned in so far. 
Um, yeah. So that, oh, no, that, it, it was no, nice. Definitely not trying to do that. Yeah, no, no, no. It was, <laughs> it was nice. It, it didn't feel like, what? They're singing a song? So it felt very natural. Like in like you were saying, it's very in line with what we know of The Lion King because it was so dependent on those songs and that music. Right, um, yeah. In, in your, your career outside of... Um, in your career outside of, of the Lion Guard, though, uh, you're not you're no stranger to half hour children's animation. You created and developed uh, the Land Before Time series, Special Agent Oso, and you've worked on a lot of other shows. Um, yeah. I'm wondering how the Lion Guard compares to that previous work, since it's a mix of existing and new characters. You're not really developing anything from the ground up. I mean, you are, but it's you're you're in a familiar world creating new characters, which is, I think, a little bit of a different thing. Right. Well, you know, it's certainly a challenge because, you know, that that's the thing. What, what, what you've just said is, you know, we're in a, a familiar world, but we've got new characters. And, and, and that's really the challenge is to stay true to the world, um, but still bring in all these new characters and have them feel like they belong in this world. And, and it's, it, it's really different than uh, anything else I've ever done done really as far as the, uh, the the children's animation goes you know special agent oso was ground up a completely new world new characters um land before time we introduced a couple new characters but overall it was uh you know all the familiar faces you know it's just the continuing story of the characters everybody knows so it, it, it's really a challenge to you know okay we've got to like make these characters immediately feel like you know they work within the world that everybody has known for 20 years and not, you know, alienating anybody, but still seem fresh and relevant to our target audience, which is, you know, a a younger group of kids who may or may not be familiar with the Lion King franchise. So it was, uh, you know, it it, it sounds like, oh, well, you just, you know, drop some characters into the (laughs) Lion King and off you go. But it's really, it's, it's much more challenging than that. Yeah. Uh, I know that being a father has had a big influence on your development of a special agent also in, in, in particular, but I'm wondering, have you found that parenthood has had a strong influence on, on much of your work or is it just that's part of who you are, but it hasn't really leaked over into your, into your professional career? No, it's really, it's been a, a huge, huge influence. I mean, you know, being a dad is, uh, you know, sort of where Special Agent Oso came out of was, you know, watching my kids, watching cartoons and mm-hmm. thinking, I could, you know, do something like that. But, you know, I'd, I'd want it to be, you know, sort of a, uh, you know, action adventure thing, you know, for my son, you know, rather than, you know, walking around uh, with a backpack and a map, if you know what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, so uh, the, uh, you know, that that's where, you know, Oso came from was, you know, being inspired by my son. And, uh, especially the Lion Guard, you know, I, I was asked by Disney Junior to, you know, kind of come up with something that would, uh, you know, expand the uh, Lion King universe, if you will. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I'm sure you may have read that, you know, I didn't have the idea right away. It was like, okay, well, you know, I want to do something with, you know, uh, Simba's second born, the son, because, you know, the second born always seems to get the short end of the stick, mm-hmm. you know, it always, you know, either the oldest kid or the only child or the yeah. orphan that, you know, goes on to greatness. And, you know, it's like, well, I've got two kids. I've got, you know, my daughter's the oldest. My son is the, the youngest. 
and I want to do something about, you know, the, the, the younger kid and, yeah. you know, his adventures and let him be a hero. So that was certainly a driving force. And then uh, when I was trying to come up with, you know, well, what does this younger kid do? My son came home. I was in the kitchen thinking about it. He came home from the park every Thursday. He and his buddies play uh, this imaginary superhero game at the park. And, you know, he was telling me about his adventures with his friends, these imaginary adventures. And I'm like, well, that's exactly what we should do with this show is, yeah. you know, have superheroes in the pride land. So, you know, there's a really serious influence uh, on, you know, being a dad and, you know, coming up with uh, ideas that seem to work uh, in, in this show and in my line of work. Yeah. Um, and in one of the, the upcoming episodes um, that is premiering uh, next week, uh, the rise of Maku, there's this uh, uh, crocodile, uh, you know, right of uh, ascension thing where they're, you know, fighting for leadership, which actually came out of my son's jujitsu class. Really? The, the whole Nashindano sequence uh, is from a, a game they play uh, in jujitsu called uh, King of the Mountain, where all the kids kind of gather around and pound on the mat to Queens. We will rock you. And, you know, then two kids in the middle spar and, you know, the, the kid who, you know, can't escape from the hold taps out. And, you know, it's like it's this total playful thing and the kids love it. And then we sort of turned it into like, you know, this, this you know, crocodile, you know, right for leadership. Yeah. That, you know, it's like hopefully it'll be relatable for, you know, kids watching it or at least entertaining. Yeah, definitely. I um, I love that, you know, you, you say this came out of something that you wanted to have for the, the second child or the younger child. I have, also have two, older girl, younger boy, and I'm a younger brother. So it, 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 I think until you just said that, I didn't really quite realize that there really aren't stories about, you know, that second kid, the younger brother, the younger sister that really can rise up and do great things also. So it's refreshing. It's nice to hear. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, and it, it, it seems like, you know, the younger brother's always like the troublemaker, you know, the goofy kid. And, you know, it's like, well, no, he can be the hero, too. Exactly. So, yeah. <laughs> how many episodes can we look forward to in the first season? And how much of that story or the story beyond that do you already have mapped out? Uh, we've got uh, 26 half hours. Um, and uh, we've got... The, the that whole story mapped out um, we're we're all the way uh, through writing that um, and it's uh, it's it's got an arc to it that should we get a second season you'll you'll see where we're going um, okay. you know this this first season is a wet season um, and all the stories sort of revolve uh, around that in the African savannah there's a really distinct wet and dry season so mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we're, we're laying in clues uh, for this story arc. You don't have to watch every episode uh, to, you know, get the uh, where we're going. Um, but uh, then hopefully we'll be able to, to pay it off if, if we get a, uh, a second season. So, awesome. Um, best, best of luck to you. I really hope that we can see that you've gotten greenlit pretty soon. <laughs> Yeah, thanks. Appreciate it. <laughs> and uh, and we'll be watching. My kids love the show, so we'll definitely be watching along this season. Thanks so much for everything. Oh, that's great. How how old are your kids? Uh, four and six. Oh my gosh! Perfect. So they're they're right great. in the wheel, they're right in the wheelhouse for this show. They love it. Great, great. Well, I hope they really enjoy it. Yeah, definitely. Thanks so much for taking the time to talk today. Okay, thanks so much, Jamie. Take care.
Okay, so that's it for the interview. This has been another episode of Unplugged on the Great Big Beautiful Podcast. This is kind of our sideshow where we're less polished and we just talk about. Well, I mean, I don't. I don't like to edit the. I don't like to edit it too much, and you know what I mean. We're. It's still polished. But I, that's I, implying that our regular episodes are polished. Yes. <laughs> well, yes. But this is just more us shooting, shooting our opinions out there, and you know, yeah. and we want to have roundtables. We're gonna. We have big plans for this show now that I'm. I'm settled down from my January traveling America. <laughs> so, so now we're gonna get this going. Thank you so much for tuning in. We are at the GBB Podcast on Facebook and Twitter. I am Justin at 140 Justin C. And I am Jamie at The Roarbots. Stay tuned. We're going to have another episode out this week. We'll see you soon. This podcast has been a production of the Geek Dad Podcast Network. If you've enjoyed this content, please consider supporting us at patreon.com slash geekdad.